0: Anything. That's amazing. Um, good evening. How are we? Welcome home. It's good to be back. Um, I'm Tom, if I haven't met you. Um, and I guess tonight, um, oh, there's so- God's put something in my heart that I really want to share with us as a community. And over the last, um, I was going to have a sip of some H2O. Um, over the last, summer like the summer series has been happening in the morning services they've been doing a series on prayer and if you've been to any of the morning services or if you haven't i really encourage you to um listen to the sermons they're on the website on the app because um, we're pretty cool we've got an app um but i found out actually we we're up in a church in Topor. i found out that every church just uses the same app format and i was like oh <laughs> we're not really that cool um but anyway, we've got, we've got a church app and you can listen to the talks on there. And I really encourage you to have a listen to those from the past few weeks. Um, but tonight, um, if you take notes, um, you're better than me. But if you do take notes, um, I've labelled this talk, Rhythms with Jesus. And I just want to talk about like, going into a new year, um, how we establish those rhythms with Jesus and our relationship with Him. Um, do you guys know what it's like or what it feels like? Have you heard what it feels like to go for a run? Yeah, I see, I see those hand. Um, going for a run, um, I don't do it often. Um, I'm more like the bodybuilding kind of type. Um, so I try not to cut, just, you know, strictly bulking like McDonald's and KFC. So. But anyway, when I do go for a run... Um, the story will make sense. When I do go for a run, I'm running away and I'm like, okay, the first minute I feel good. Like everything's feeling like it should. My knees are in place. My, I don't have a headache. I don't have a stitch yet. Um, and then after a while, I start noticing my breathing or my panting, however you want to call it. And I'm like, oh my word, this is not a good state to be in. And so I need to consciously spend the next couple of minutes thinking about my breathing rhythm and the rhythm that I'm choosing to do my breathing in. And so after a while, we're jogging along um, to the fridge from the couch. And I'm jogging along, and and my rhythm of my breathing just starts getting better and better and better. And, And after a while, I just end up not really thinking about it, not really noticing it. And that actually makes my run and the exercise, whatever I'm doing, so much smoother. But the thing with that is that I actually need to spend time and effort and thought needs to go into establishing a good breathing rhythm to make the run go well. And the thing I felt like God wanted to say to us as a church, and it started by Him saying it to me, um, and what I want to say to you guys tonight as individuals is, what rhythms are we establishing this year in our lives? We're going to talk about... um, like on March 1st, we've got Vision Sunday, which we're going to talk about like where the church is heading. But tonight, I really just want to focus on you guys and myself as individuals about what rhythms we are taking. So I was like, what is a rhythm? And um, good old Mr. Wiki told me that a rhythm is a strong, regular, repeated pattern. So everyone lives in a rhythm, right? We've all got rhythms in life, good or bad, Um, There's a daily rhythm that we all embark on. For me, um, I'm a builder by trade, and so my rhythm when I was building full-time was I'd wake, I set my alarm for six, hit snooze, wake up at seven, um, roll out of bed, jump in the car, hit up BP, get a V and a pie for breakfast, um, turn up on site, uh, get all my tools out, get in the portaloo, stay there for an hour. No, I'm joking. Um, But I had a rhythm that I went about um, each day at work. And we've all got rhythms that we go about, whether it's work, study, school, um, just chilling out at home. There's rhythms that we do things at. Um, And I find we get into these rhythms throughout the year, and then summer rolls around. We all know what happens with rhythms when summer comes around. Rhythms just go out the door. We eat crap. We forget to exercise. We Stop working, so we're sleeping, you know, just all these kind of rhythms that we've spent a whole year building up are gone in the space of like a few days. And if you're like me, you go into summer like, man, this is awesome, I've got like so many hours in the day, I'm going to be so proactive. And then after like the first day of holiday, I'm like, where did that day go without doing anything? But anyway, so summer rolls around, rhythm goes out the window, but then praise God for New Year resolutions. New Year comes around on the 1st of January. We wake up and we say, man, I'm going to get my finances sorted this year. I'm going to work on my relationships with people or I'm going to chase that girl. Um, and we just we just focus on so many different things. We've got goals. We've got goals for work. And um, But to actually make these New Year resolutions happen, we need to establish good rhythms to achieve them. And the cycle just continues year after year, right? So what I really want to focus on tonight with rhythms is this year in 2020, what rhythms are you establishing in your relationship with Jesus? When you were thinking about your year ahead, how much time and space did you actually give God in your life? Did you build your rhythm and your schedule with God at the center or are you still trying to squeeze God in? I just want you to close your eyes for a couple seconds here and just picture a really long piece of paper with a list of things in your life. At the top or at the start, I picture mine vertically. But at the top, you've got the things that matter most. So that's like where the majority of your time and your money is spent and your effort. And at the bottom, you've got the things that matter least in that kind of order. You don't need to keep your eyes closed after that. But pretty much, so there, there may be things towards the top of that list that you're like, man, that should definitely be further down. And vice versa, there'll be things at the bottom of this where you're like, that should be a lot further up. But to do so, you need to establish good rhythms of those things to get them up to the top. This um, really smart guy, what's his name? I can't remember his name, but I've got this quote, okay? And I really want to read this quote to you. But this really smart guy um, said this, Things which matter most must never be at the mercy of things which matter the least. I love that. And it's so true. And I think that, that um, this really, I want to anchor this scripture coming up here. Matthew 6:33. if you have your Bible. Um, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. I'm reading from the NLT version. But I think Jesus really sums up and he's really straight up about what should matter most in our lives in this passage. So we read here, it says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. I'll read that again. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So what does that mean for us? I just want to break down this passage real quick. So we've got seek the kingdom of God first above all else. I want to break that down. What does this mean? This means to put God first in your life, to fill your thoughts with his desires and to make his patterns your patterns and to serve and obey him in everything. We need to give him first place. We need to give him priority this year in your life. Just saying. And then just as we read, He will give you everything you need once you have done that. God really um, hit me with that. I definitely am guilty of what I'm about to say. And I think um, I spend too little time um, with God, just being 100% honest with you. I give God my leftover time. I find that really easy. I'm like, man, these are all the things that I want to achieve this year. These are the things I want to do. I'm like, oh, yeah and then I need to put God on top of that somehow. I'm like, oh, you're still at the center. You're still everything. But just after I've done these things, then you can have my time. And that's where I fall short all the time. But I think this year, we need to stop giving God our leftover time. Give Him your first fruit. Give Him your first time. Because we have a relationship with God, and just like any other relationship, we actually need to work on this relationship with Him. The amazing thing about Christianity, about God, about Jesus, is that, It's not just this like religion that where God says, he didn't call out from heaven, I love you. Now do all these things to please me. But he came down, he sent his son to die for us so that we could have a relationship with him. Just like how I'm friends with Jamie. God wants to be that plus so much more in my life. And he wants that in your life as well. But to actually establish a good relationship with him, there's things that you need to do to put in place to actually build that relationship with Jesus. I really don't hear that I'm saying, make a checklist, take it off, just to please God. But I want you to hear that we need to prioritize God to seek first the kingdom of God above all else. Not second, but first above all else. Why? Because at the end, He will give you everything you need. You don't need to worry. Put Him first. First. And put in rhythms that put God first. You need to be making conscious decisions to make God first in your life, in your week, in your day-to-day. So I was thinking about what does that actually look like in my life? Um, And so I've got two rhythms I want to share with you guys tonight that I'm establishing in my relationship with Jesus to grow closer to Him this year. The first one, um, prayer. So for me, um, I find it really, I guess, uh, like easy to pray in a group of people. But then when I'm by myself, I'm like, okay, God, this is kind of awkward now. Like, <laughs> it's just me talking to ear. Yeah. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it, it feels really strange. If I'm being 100% honest with you, I'm just like, I find it easier when there's other people around going, mm, yeah, amen, come on, that's good. And then, And then you hear them go, yeah, God, I just want to agree with Tom right now. And Lord, you know, like I must be praying something right. Um, but I find that really easy. But then when it comes to just me communicating with God in my bedroom or in the car or wherever I am, that's the part that I struggle with. And so this year, I want to be accountable to you guys and to anyone else. But, man, I want my prayer life to be continual, to, to it, continuous. You now the Bible tells us to pray continually. That doesn't mean 24-7 on my knees in my bedroom with the door locked. That means throughout the day I'm going, God, lead me. God, what are you saying? Lord, thank you for um, thank you for everything. <laughs> I was trying to think of something real specific. Uh, God, thank you for the breath in my lungs. Thank you for this. Or it also means on the flip side, when I'm driving along the motorway and I see a car, cut in front of me, and I've got that little fish on the back of their car. I'm not going, I'm not saying all these words that Anna's taught me, right? Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for them. I'm going to pray for them. I'm making a conscious decision to pray for them and to say, God bless you. You need Jesus, but you just don't know it. And I pray that you learn how to drive, you know? Like that, that, that's the flip side of praying continuously, and so that is what I'm working on in myself this year. And I'll just pray that if that's something that you'll want to work on this year, if that's a rhythm that you want to establish in your life, that God would, I don't know, God really unlock the gift of prayer in you. And that you would just feel connection with God as you pray with Him one-on-one. The second one for me is um, hearing God. Now, I know this can be one that um, there's so many views on and um, it's like, how, how can you hear God? I really do believe that God can grab someone's attention and speak so specifically in a moment to someone. I fully believe that. But also, God is speaking constantly. And I'm going about, and as I'm going about my everyday life, working, driving, as I'm reading the Word, He's speaking to me through the Word. Or if I'm just chilling out, being still in His presence, He's speaking. But I think where I go wrong, and where so many of us go wrong, is that we're actually not listening. He's always talking. But some of us just aren't listening and I'm guilty of that. And so I need a what my goal for this year, the rhythm I want to establish is to position my heart and my mind to be listening to God's voice this year. So i just want to finish up with this one little story around that as well. Um, there was this old farmer, let's call him Farmer Joe. And um, he was out here to, Big shed out the back of his farm, and he was stacking all the hay bales out there. You guys know hay bales, eh? Yep. Um, massive, big, big things, stacking them up, filling up this big shed. And uh, at the end of the day, it hits six o'clock, and he hears old Susan, his wife, um, call out Farmer Jones. So he goes inside, and it's dinner time. He goes inside, and he, he sits down at the table, and um, he goes to check his check his, um, his wrist for the time, and he's like, "Where's my watch?" And he's realised that he's lost his watch in the process of stacking all these hay bales in this in this barn. And so he's like, "Ah, oh, that's I'm not going to find it until that whole barn's empty." Like w- the person that comes to pick up the hay bales, they may pick up the watch as well. I've, I've lost it, and it was like one of those mint watches, like gold, um, got a good tick on it. Um, it just had numbers um, like honestly, this watch just had everything um, that you'd want to have on a watch. Um, anyway, he's just describing his agony of losing his watch, and his little son goes, "I'll find it, Dad." He's like, <laughs> "All right, squid." Anyway, so he, he carries on, and he's like, "He, he won't find it." Um, and then they they finish up dinner, um, and his son just ends up quickly packing up and running out to the to the barn. Um, and this is the part I want you to hear the son went into the barn and instead of moving hay bales instead of making a mess trying to find this watch he did probably the opposite thing that most of us would do definitely me he climbed up to the top of these hay bales and he lay down and he lay there on his back in complete silence and after about a minute he could hear his heart beating his heart got louder and louder. After about another couple of minutes, he could hear the faintest little tick. And so he just waited even more still. Didn't say anything. Didn't get up. He stayed quiet, and the tick got louder. And the longer he waited, the tick got louder. And eventually, he could locate where this tick was coming from, and he found the watch. What I want you to hear from that tonight is that that is a picture of God is always talking, but are you actually positioning your heart and your life and your mind to be still enough to hear Him? It's not in how long He waited. It's the fact that He was willing to wait and actually be still for a certain amount of time to hear God's voice. So I'd love for you to join me in um, a prayer for for myself. And and if this is something that you're really wanting to establish a rhythm of in your life, hearing God, hearing His voice, read the Word because He speaks through His Word. We fully believe that here. But also just spend some time in His presence. Spend some time alone and, and just listen for Him. You may want to read the Word and then just meditate on it. Think about it. But the prayer that I'm praying this year is just these words here. Speak, Lord, I am listening. And then I'm just going to try to listen see what he says. So how does this affect tomorrow? I'm coming to finish with this, but um, you know how we talked about when you're going on a run, you need to establish a good breathing rhythm to actually run well. So I'd love for you to think right now, what are, what's one or what's two good rhythms in my life that I can, that I can just start now? I can start tomorrow. They don't need to be massive. I think the, the trap that we fall into as Christians sometimes is that we're like, oh man, God, He's perfect and I've got so far to go and so I need to do these 50 things tomorrow <laughs> to get there, to, to feel closer to Him. Just start with one. What's one thing that you could take away from tonight that you feel like God said to you that you can do to establish a good rhythm that makes you um, closer in your relationship to Jesus? And the other thing I want you to think about now is what is stopping you from doing that one or those two rhythms? What's in the way? What things can go? If you go back to thinking of that list, what things are at the top that shouldn't be there and what can you replace it with? Amen. I'd love for us to stand now and actually just um, spend a couple moments of um, writing things down. Just in a bit of silence. Actually, if you want to stand, if you want to sit, if you want to kneel, if you want to find a space in this room. But I'll invite the band up as well. And... Um